Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Walk On Weekly with your hosts, Nebraska men's basketball players Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III. This is Walk On Weekly. All right, welcome into Ticket Weeknights. I am Harrison Arns pushing the ones and twos, and welcome into the Walk On Weekly. We got Jeff Grace III here and Sam Hoiberg, as always. Plenty of good stuff to talk about. Finals just got wrapped up here, uh, as well as a lot of interesting news just kind of going around the NBA circle with Zion, uh, Chris Paul, just tons of stories to go through. So if you guys want to join the show, start our Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, as well as we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and Allo Channel 951 for all Allo subscribers out there but uh guys it's been a minute how we doing not too bad honestly i mean our summer's been going pretty well we started basketball and everything we're not taking summer classes this summer so it's been pretty nice not having that aspect of- have you guys always done the summer classes or is this your first i did year my off? freshman year but okay. other than that i haven't really done i've been done some here here and there classes like if i needed to but other than that uh not really i haven't because i hate school so. <laughs> that's a good point as well i get it done in the classroom still but uh whenever i can not take class i try not to yeah just try to get it done yeah, with during the regular so nice school year. to not have school for like three months especially in the summer so what about basketball after the end of the season do you guys like to take some time off to get away from it for a little bit just for you know get that mental reason in there or do you guys just go straight back into it so we had a nice we had a good amount of break uh mm-hmm. we had like a two three week break uh sam went out of the country um i went to arizona and california i went to disneyland one of my days so it was actually pretty nice but it just as breaks we have they just go by faster than you know it so yeah sitting here it's already june 13th it's kind of crazy i typically like don't like to take more than a week off but my family does a lot of traveling when we're free like when my dad finally gets free from working so we we went to france for like a week so did miss like eight or nine days of playing and then mm-hmm. got right back to it got back to it a little bit too fast i got some like slight knee issues nothing that's going to be super long lasting but haven't been able to go full yet and practice but i'll be back healthy soon please so uh you, did you guys have a chance to watch full finals i know yeah, some people were kind of in vacation mode so i don't know if you watched, but were you able to catch the full series with nuggets heat i missed a few like halves of the games if mm-hmm. i was out doing something but i watched a lot of it yeah I thought it was a fun finals. I don't like what people were saying that it's the most boring finals ever because I just I love watching. Maybe it's just because I love watching Jokic, but I think they're fun teams to watch. I like what the coaches run, and I think I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, I will say matchups wise, you did get is if you're looking at it at a deep level, just kind of watching Spo and the chess match between them. Mm-hmm. Eric Spolstra, I man, I'm still walking away thinking he was the better coach in that series just because like I'm still pretty impressed they were able to keep all those games close. It made a lot of sense that. It wasn't super exciting in terms of high scoring, but those are two teams that are definitely okay with just slowing it down and just playing gritty defensive games. That just a lot of times end up under 100 points. But I don't know. Were you guys surprised by anything in that series? Um, I was kind of surprised when Tyler Hero became available that they didn't at least kind of put him in when they kind of needed a spark to go. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting to me. But other than that, not wasn't really. I mean, uh, the sh- I didn't know the shot Jimmy Butler took uh, with like 16 seconds left. To yeah, get. that three contested three-point shot at the end there. I think Bruce yeah. Brown was draped over him. Yeah. I want to say Bruce Brown was on him. Horrible yeah. shot. Yeah, it was a terrible it, yeah, shot. Yeah, fadeaway three that 
barely hit rim. Mm-hmm. It, and like it hit the it top corner of the backboard and skid off the rim. Yeah, and I get like you had like that fourth quarter you were going off, starting to go off at least. Um, but there's just no need for that shot. At least like at least probably maybe take the two in that case, or like try to get someone open, like try to drive and then dish it out. I don't know. I just feel like there's more options that he could have done. That's kind of what I think. I want to know what you guys would have done as basketball players. I think in that situation. Down four at that point. Down three. Down three, yeah. So, am I personally, if I'm Jimmy Butler, you know they're going to be really sticking to the three-point shooters. You're going to get a pretty wide-open layup. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Some players look at that differently. Would you guys – I mean, Jeff, you gave your opinion. You didn't like the shot at all. Sam? I thought it was terrible. I think – Jimmy's kind of had a tendency to take those threes when mm-hmm. they're not necessary. Like the pull up was that last year. Yeah. Yeah. The pull up three when they're down three and on like transition. But uh, yeah, in that situation, I think a quick two is not very hard to get. You can run, you can, because they're so attached to the three point line, so open in the middle, just run some easy to get to a quick layup and then foul and mm-hmm. get maybe they'll miss a free throw and you're down two at that point. Okay, but then, I I don't think going for the three is necessary unless it's like a very good look. Yeah, to me it was almost worse than the Jordan Poole three earlier in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think it was the worst shot of the playoffs. Yeah, and then the turnovers on top of it. Yeah, he just he, got in a bunch of really bad situations. I mean, people gave KCP credit for the steal, but I mean, Jimmy Butler kind of threw it right at him. He mm-hmm. just got himself stuck. Uh, real quick, I do want to transition here. We won't hop back into the finals, but I need you to confirm something for me, Sam. Unknown Texture says, Sam, my son Christian wore a Luka jersey today at basketball camp. He said you called him the GOAT. Can you confirm? Yeah, Christian uh, got me out in knockout. Oh, <laughs> yeah. really? I mean, so we're, I don't want to make an excuse. We were, using a, <laughs> we were using a women's ball, so I wasn't really used to it. And I shot it a little bit long, and he hit the free throw right behind me. Got me out, and he was he was actually on my team that I was a coach. and. Yeah, great kid. Shout out to Christian. Yeah, well shout done. out Christian. Well Got done. me out of knockout. No excuses either. No, he I mean, he, the ball. Yeah, he he hit the shot. Yeah, good for him, man. How was the basketball camp today? Since we're on the subject, I'm kind of curious what that was all like. It's yeah. been pretty good interacting with everybody, uh, especially for me not being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like seeing how parents like really want their kids to grow, and like how this community of like our coaches and everything like want them to evolve as a better player. Like it's just really cool to see like players interact and like just like parents interact with the coaches overall and like how much support like our nebraska basketball has at the end of the day yeah i think it's just cool to to talk to some of those kids that look up to us and sometimes i don't feel like a that big of like an idol until you really talk to these kids they're mm-hmm. like who's better you or bryce mcgowan's like i'm <laughs> like bryce is probably a little better than me but <laughs> That stuff is just funny to hear, and then like signing autographs for them is cool. Just doing things to make them be happier is fun. Yeah, absolutely. You never know who's coming up either. I mean, we've we've had some awesome guys in Nebraska, and mm-hmm. hopefully, we can learn to keep kind of retaining a lot of those guys. Um, you know, that's one thing about Fred Hoiberg. I think he does care about that a lot. He mm-hmm. definitely recognizes the in-state talent that we do have. Uh, but again, if you guys want to join in, if you're at the camp and you got any stories, four zero two four six four. Five six eight five. I want to ask you guys: Did you catch any of Jokic's comments after the game? <laughs> Me and Sam were actually watched the game together, and we were we were uh, talking about that today in the locker room uh, about the after the game interview where like he was like they were like asking him how does it feel. He was like feels good, feels good. 
And then he was, and then he was like, oh, "I just want to go home." Like, Good, we can go home. <laughs> He's only happy because I can go home now. Yeah, and then uh, they told him the uh, the parade was until Thursday, and he just yeah. puts his hands on his head, just being, "I just want to go home." <laughs> I think he's uh he's grown on me and being one of my favorite superstars already. He's, just to have that personality. Yeah, I think he's my favorite. The the my favorite video was the one where he had the champagne bottle and like every <laughs> spray he just like does like two like of the weakest sprays and then <laughs> and then there's one clip of he's just drinking from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw him. He was keeping him back. I think I was watching a lot of it. A lot of it he was kind of hanging back. Like you said, he gave the champagne bottle a couple shakes and then put it back down. He was just sipping on a Michelob Ultra on the back. Yeah. Just waiting to go home to his family. But uh no, that's crazy. Um, his brothers too. They're hilarious. Awesome. Oh man, they picked up Jokic like he was yeah. a coach. Brother. That was, that was the happiest that Jokic looked. <laughs> yeah, they, they did that for the Lakers series too. That was yeah. pretty funny. That's just incredible. They're strong because Jokic is a big dude. And I was bigger like, than him. I was like, wow, like that was like easily picked up. Like obviously there's a lot of like energy and everything that goes into yeah. the rest of the game, winning that big of a game. I still think he's listed at two fifty though, or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, for sure. That's crazy. <laughs> it just that was like easily. a monster. Yeah, no, I thought the you know, just that whole series. I, I do wonder, you know, I was talking about this before we got going here, but I do wonder what the future kind of looks like for the Miami. Because I mean, you gotta look at the postseason as a success for everything that you did, but the regular season, you can't deny that was a brutal road. I mean, they were bottom tier offense, bottom tier in shooting. Uh, they didn't really have a whole lot of things going for them. So I'm curious to be kind of how do they look at this offseason? I mean, you're going to have to make some moves. I think if I was in the GM situation, I'm shopping Hero and Robinson and keeping Struis. I think Struis has had a bad series. I thought he played really well all year. Mm hmm. Um, but then I'm looking to get a really good point guard, like a maybe superstar, but all like at least almost all star. Because Gabe Vincent played well, but you could see like his lack of experience and not really being a star. Like he had games where he scored five points. And what then, do you think about Van Vliet? Van Vliet could work mm -hmm. off the Raptors. Yeah, that'd be a good fit, honestly. I feel like he's yeah, kind of forgotten kind of, about. Yeah, all the time. definitely forgot about him. Uh huh. So uh, he play off of Jimmy Butler really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And bam. And then uh, I almost wondered too if they should maybe shop for a really good big, you know, and just let, you know, let bam play that true four position. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's where he does his most damage. I mean, he he's, was he's undersized for a five. Uh huh. I mean, he's, he's still a stud, but. And he was given Jokic. I mean, Jokic isn't the greatest defensive player of all time, but I mean, last night in particular, and thinking the first half, he had 20 points already. Yeah. I do kind of wonder if they're thinking about maybe if you go all in. And maybe not all, but you get a solid big, possibly Aiton. I mean, Aiton's being chopped around now too, but I think they're going to package that off with Chris Paul. I would want to get like a harder playing big just to fit in with their culture because Aiton fits in the exact opposite of what they yeah. love to do. Like I, I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler fan, but I did love that Heat team just because they're so gritty and they play mm -hmm. so hard. Everything that I stand for as a basketball player, they did that, and they were underdogs and made it that far. So I, I like that team, but I would try to get. A guy that like will put his head down and play hard and get you rebounds and get a good player, but he doesn't have to be like elite, I don't think. Yeah, you don't want to get that max contract right. salary out. I'm trying to think of guys who would be out there that you could possibly pick up. Uh you know, I'm I'm really not liking Yurkic anymore. Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe him, but yeah. he just really hasn't been that guy. I I kinda like Zubach. Zubac, I don't, I don't yeah. know what his deal is, the Clippers is, but I think that's who I was kind of thinking of when I was talking about that. That'd be a good pickup right there. I don't know if they can pick him up or 
what do you like if he's got years left? But I think that'd be a good one for them. I think he's got a couple more years. I, on his I don't know if the Clippers want to let him go either. Yeah, that'd be a big piece in their offense. I can see them letting him go, especially that easily. It has to be like a good trade for them to at least bite on it. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up right here. His contract, it's a three-year contract with the Clippers. And let's see, he signed that. He'll be a free agent in 2025. Yeah, he's got some time. Yeah, so you're looking at about a couple seasons where you're giving out about $11 million a year. But that's not bad. I mean, if, for a guy like Zubox Production, he's going to give you, I mean, let's see, his regular season, he just about averaged a double-double. Uh, 10 points, 9.9 rebounds. I mean, he's pretty much right there at a double-double. And he's kind of do all that gritty work for you. Uh, but yeah, I just do wonder a lot about the Miami Heat. Because I, I can't get over enough how unprecedented their run was. Like this, well, like, this does not happen ever. Ever in NBA history have we seen something like this. Uh, not only were they the A seed coming in, but they were... I mean, they got blown out in the first play-in game by the Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. Game two, they were going to lose to the Bulls until about three minutes left. Thanks. And then they kind of get lucky with the honest situation. I also, I don't want to be too hard on the Heat because I think Jimmy Butler was still suffering with that ankle injury. He yeah. never looked the same. I yeah. did see that he like got asked a question about that, and he said that he was not feeling affected at all. I wonder if that's could just, be just Jimmy. Jimmy though. Though. Yeah, I, I feel know. like in the, I, I, in... Jimmy also said he wouldn't go to his Hall of Fame induction yeah. if like, he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, saying. which I just don't. I feel like in that moment he wasn't that. gonna tell the real answer of like what, how he really felt because obviously you don't want to make any excuses mm -hmm. and like if he like said something like that then that'd be kind of an excuse and like the media I would portray it a different way. Um, so I feel like in that case, like he just said, like now I feel fine. Like we just lost fair and square. I feel like that was his best bet in the way the media is today. Yeah, I do wonder. I think sometimes those players are smart. Like, even if I do say it was my ankle, that's just going to lead to a lot of people. Oh, just say, yeah. yeah, like, I, like maybe, if that's yeah. AD, he's taking that every day. But <laughs> Jimmy's a little bit softer. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, they, they asked him if he would be go to the. <laughs> Hall of Fame induction. He said he'd let it happen, but he just wouldn't even show up. I mean, as a basketball player, I consider that like that's probably the greatest privilege you can have as a basketball player. For sure. I've never heard anyone even saying that. I don't know. Do you guys think that'd be a big deal? Like if uh you got inducted and someone just turned it down? I mean, that'd be yeah, probably like the first person I've heard like not like willing to go to the actual uh ceremony and everything. Uh, like usually when like people are inducted, like they're really excited. Like throughout the journey, like you look back and it's like, wow, look how far I've come. But like, I don't understand like the point of not going. Like, like if he has a good reasoning behind it, I'd understand that. But like, he really didn't give any good reasoning behind it. He just said no, I I wouldn't go. Um, it just makes honestly no sense to me because like that's such a privilege and like you should be grateful of that opportunity to to have to be considered one of those greats. Like mm -hmm. led before you, um. So I don't know. Like I just feel like it wasn't the right thing to say, but That's... I feel like the media also kind of <laughs> probably did put him on the spot a little bit. <laughs> so I feel like, but like that's no excuse. At the end of the day, like you shouldn't. I don't. I don't think you should have said that at all. I think maybe he was trying to like if if it was Jokic that said that, I would like actually believe him. Yeah, because he's shown already that the culture. He, he doesn't seem doesn't to like really, really love it care that much. Maybe he was trying to be a bit like Jokic. 
<laughs> take it some pages. Kind of maybe, maybe he's looking at it from a different perspective. I mean, yeah. who knows what Jimmy Butler actually is like outside of basketball? So, I mean, yeah, you never I, really know. I will say, I mean, I, I wasn't totally surprised by it. Uh, Jimmy Butler, great player. I'm kind of on the same stance Sam Hoiberg's in, but he's definitely got <laughs> a uh, he's definitely got a pass to him. Oh, 100%. you know, I don't think the Timberwolves stuff was all for nothing. I don't think Jimmy was, you know, I don't think he was telling lies, but I don't think it was all on the Timberwolves that didn't work out. You know, I think he's got some problems with just communication and for whatever reason, Spolstra works, but I, you know, people kind of forget regular season Spolstra and Jimmy Butler were going at it like in the middle of games. Yeah. And so if like a guy like Spolstra, I think Jimmy feeds off of that though. Yeah. I can see that. Just something that it's part of the reason I think him and my dad didn't go great together because my dad's not going to be the guy that butts heads with you. Yeah. And Jimmy just probably wanted more of that. And they, it's not like they were – like, Jimmy had good numbers under him, but it's just, the success wasn't quite there. Yeah, it's got to work all in the system. Yeah. You got to – if your head coach isn't aligned, it's just not – it's kind of – that reminds me of, like, the whole Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, not to that degree, but it almost felt like the players are going rogue there for a second. Mm-hmm. You got Kyrie Irving holding his own separate practices away from Steve Nash. They yeah. get Steve Nash there, and then they all say, hey, we don't want Steve Nash as a head coach. Just a bunch of – just a weird stuff. It's hard to coach a team when the players don't trust you, you. Well, you can't. And I think I still think Steve Nash didn't have a fair shot. Because I mean, if Katie didn't have his foot on the line, they could have won a championship. Yeah, with the Nets, and that was Steve Nash coaching. And what's Giannis's legacy right now? Yeah, Giannis goes that year without a ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd be we'd be looking at the Bucks entirely different. This this year wouldn't even be that crazy, you know. I mean, it would be. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of people are looking at the Bucks as a repeat favorite. I already saw they already put out next year's odds. The yeah. odds are still yeah, I saw that. Nuggets Bucks, so it doesn't yeah. look like I'm sleeping on him. But uh, yeah, the Bucks are Bucks are gonna be interesting. See what they do in the off season. But I do want you guys to think about this before we go to break here. I'm curious, are we looking at a possible start of a Nuggets dynasty? Because right now you look at the West, you see a bunch of teams trying to scramble. It looked like we had a ton of powerhouses with the Mavericks. You know, the Lakers and all these teams are kind of falling apart. The Phoenix Suns, we don't know what they're going to look like next season. So it kind of feels like it's lining up for the Nuggets. But I want to get your guys' opinion as well as anyone listening out there. Start a Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. You can also watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. This is the Walk On Weekly. I'm Harrison Arns pushing the ones and twos. We got Jeff Grace the third and Sam Hoiberg in here as always. We'll catch you guys after the break. <laughs> 